Hey fam, welcome back to Not Another Anime, the podcast. This is Chivalrous, and yes, this is episode, huh, this is actually episode number eight overall. And we're going to continue this way as we are in season two, because I don't want the numbers to be so screwed up as we do more and more, and it's going to be harder to backtrack, so let's stick with episode number eight. So yeah, welcome back. I am Chivalrous, and if this is your first time, I say welcome. Welcome to Not Another Anime, where we talk about anime, movies, pop culture, TV shows, comics, manga, manhwa, eventually, and anything the hell we want to and have fun doing it. Again, I am Chivalrous, and what's been keeping me frosty lately? Well, folks, I'm back on the zombie kick. Yeah, you heard me correct. Well, you know, I have to say I never really got off the zombie kick. I mean, I've always watched zombie movies off and on. And there's actually one I've been wanting to check out for a while called Black Summer. Yes, I know it's been out for a couple of years and it's already two seasons in, two seasons in, excuse me, if I'm not mistaken. By the way, there is no relation to Z Nation, which went about five seasons and got canceled or finished off on sci-fi. I never really cared for Z Nation. I'm going to put that out there right now. The best example, I had a buddy who's really into Z Nation, and when I watched it with them, there are these babies that were zombies that started crawling, that that were crawl running, and I had to stop and laugh because I did not understand what I was seeing, and I rage quit. I just said, I can't do Z Nation. I, I couldn't get past that point. As it was, it was very low budget to me. Not in the sense of the graphics or the detail with the zombies or the killings or whatnot, but it just seemed subpar, and I was not having it. Anyways, back to the zombie kick. Yes, Black Summer. I'm trying to get random guy who's not much into the zombie movies or vampire movies to do an ova with me where we go over episode one of Black Summer. I'm keeping my fingers crossed, so here's the hoping within the next few months we can sit down and actually do one. Speaking of random guy, he's going to be joining me later on as we go over the 6th annual Crunchy Crunchy Row Anime Awards that just happened recently. So, back to zombies. I just finished a series actually on Netflix called All of Us Are Dead. It's a Korean drama focusing on high school students in a zombie apocalypse taking place at a school called Yosan High. Well, what really caught my attention was this one. Again, zombie movies, there's a lot of similarities. You get bit, within a certain amount of time, you turn, and of course, you're going to start killing people. This one really caught my attention because once they turned, their bones started crackling. Like, when you really tense up, and that's how they turned, is they got stiff, and whether they were attacked already or lightly bitten... They started doing these acrobatic moves where the bones are crack and they're moving their arms and you're just going, whoa, what? Like, whoa wow, wow that, that hurts. And after a while, the bones stop cracking and they turn and they're running around like mindless zombies wanting to kill people. Anyways, I made it through the 12 episodes. They left it open. Stop right here. Just an FYI, this is non-spoiler related, so you don't need to turn this off. Anything we do on Not Another Anime is non-spoiler related. Other than the Crunchyroll Awards, which we have to tell you who won, but that's a given. So, non-spoiler related, so enjoy. Back to All of Us Are Dead. 
with this series, they left it open-ended at the end. And I'm curious if they're going to continue on with the second season or how well it does with the audience who likes zombie movies. But I will look forward. If it does come with the second season, I will give it a chance and I'll give it a shot because not everyone made it to the end. And that's a reality of the world or in this case, a zombie apocalypse. It's not going to be a happy ending just like Walking Dead or Fear of the Walking Dead or, or George Romero's. Night of the Living Dead series, etc., etc. I can go on and go on. Anyways, what else has been keeping me frosty? I just signed up recently for ExpressVPN. Yeah, you heard me correctly. ExpressVPN, which is a program that allows you to mask your IP address online so that you're able to do things such as accessing Netflix from a different country, or in my case, accessing the Google or the Apple, Android, Apple the iOS Apple Store, so I can download games, mobile games, from Japanese. And let me tell you, I got Heaven Burns Red, which just came out on February 9th, and it is amazing. It is a lot of visual novel, and you know me, I am a story-driven content. I don't want to say horror because that's really harsh, but I eat the stuff up. Let's just put it that way much better term. I'll eat up a story if it's good and interesting. Now, being that it is Japanese, I'm having to use my phone. I'm having to use a translate. And even then, sorry, Google, your translator sucks, but at least it gives me an opportunity to decipher what exactly they're trying to say in the message. Because if any of y'all have ever used Google Translate on a phone, on an iPad, or online, and you use a camera function, and you put it over a word or a sentence or syllables that are in a different language, it will translate it not once, but twice, even three times. And that can be really frustrating because I know with languages, the content changes based on the way it's said or the, what's the word, the, the detail, the context of the actual sentence itself, meaning how words are laid out. It tries the best to decipher it, and I get that. But in my case, I'm having to look at it and try to make out what the best intention of the meaning of that sentence was going to be. But yeah, I'll talk about that much later in the Not Another Video Game segment. So yeah, I did pick up a recommendation on a graphic novel called Something is Killing the Children. And please, if you've read it, no spoilers, as I don't give you any, because I look forward to reading this book. As the title suggests, this takes place in a small town or small city, and something is killing children. But this is more sci-fi related, and I can't remember the synopsis per se of whom I heard it from, but it was very fascinating to me. I went to my local Barnes & Noble and picked up the graphic novel, so I'll be reading that really soon. And if y'all would like, I would love to get my synopsis of the story itself. And again, always non-spoiler, as we do in not another anime. Maybe it might be something you're interested in as well, but we shall see. Last but not least, what's keeping me frosty is frustration. Office equipment failure. Because here, and not another anime, we have to pay for our own equipment. And this sucks because I just basically got this stuff a couple of weeks ago from Amazon to set up in my office to use so I can record for you guys. And it's an extension arm where I can hook up my Yeti, take it off the base, 
so that it's not sitting on the table and it doesn't pick up a lot of vibrations and have it in the air and move the arm down. Well, the other day I was messing with it and a little attachment just busted. And my fault, I know, I may have put too much pressure on it, but the plastic was so cheap, fam. You just look at the screws and the little plastic casing just cracked. Like you just took a screwdriver, flathead, and just popped it out. That's how flat it was. Anyways, I'm looking to get it soldered, reinforced, so that way I can do this again. Right now I have my microphone back on the table, which I really hate, because I'm having to sit here all proper and prim and try not to move a lot, which is really hard for me because I'm very, what's the word? Not ambidextrous, but I'm very, I talk with my hands. If y'all didn't know this about me, I am a southpaw. What that means is I'm a lefty. I'm a left-handed person. So for me, learning incorporates auditory, visual, and a hands-on approach. That's how it's always been for me, even though that's not what I got when I went to school. And that's, that's another story for a drink or two, if we ever meet down the road at some convention or whatnot. But yeah. Back to my office equipment, looking to get this fixed. So hopefully by the next episode, after this one, which will be episode 9, It'll be back on the stand and there won't be a lot of vibrations. I bring this up only because if the quality is lacking this time around, I highly apologize. But I did want to get something out, so I'm trying my best to work with what I have and based on what's available to me and whatnot. Regardless, next I want to go into my first impressions of winter anime for 2022. Again, non-spoiler related. I'll just give what I watched, what I thought, and actually how my views on what I thought I was going to like have changed to what I actually am watching and what I might drop along the way because I picked up seven along the way. Unfortunately, you don't have a sponsor anymore. I am going to shout out Lone Star Collectibles one last time here. Thank you very much for giving, Lone, giving Not Another Anime a chance by supporting us. But just going to take a small break here, take a sip of my little Pellegrino mineral water, sparkling water. And I'll be right back, fam. Okay, welcome back. Now, let's go ahead and talk about my first impressions for winter 2022 anime. If you remember, I picked out seven. Yeah, you heard me correctly. Seven where I had issues before of even just finding three that I can watch and continue watching. But I have an update for you. And these, I'm going to rank in order of what I like the most and what I like the least. So let me start from the bottom up and I'll work my way to number one here. Now, dead last on my ranking of seven is going to have to be Love of Kill. I'll hold further judgment off of it because I will admit I've only done one episode of it. But what I saw of Love of Kill, and maybe it gets better. I'm not trying to judge it by one, but the one I did see was such a letdown. All it felt to me was a guy being pervy and manipulative and trying to get close to this girl, asking her out, and I just got cringed. I, I really got turned off. It, it wasn't interesting to me at all. I know there's a story in there and I have to give it more of a chance, but I don't know if I can just go back and do it. I mean, I, I will push through because I want to see if there is a story. And I think that one was one that Random Guy was actually doing on, so I may just let him take it over and do it and be surprised, because I do have six other that I need to talk about. So, beyond that, 
I'm going to do number six in the land of Leadale. And the rest of these I watched up to episode five with the exception of Orient, which I got up to number four. But in the land of Leadale, where we have our protagonist, she was in a medical accident at a hospital when the power shut off and she was in a virtual, I forget what the proper term is, but one of those virtual reality suits that allows her to be in the world and she ends up in the world and she's basically coming back to a world where she had left it for quite a while and she had certain things set up for her. Again, not spoiler related. It's okay, but it's not really drawing my attention. It's nothing. The story is nothing new. I'm not sure where they're going. I still watched five episodes, but I think I might have to drop it because I'm just not fascinated by it. It doesn't keep my attention, and the graphics and animations are great. I just can't find a compelling story to keep me around. So yeah, that's in the land of Leodale. Number five, Orient. Now that one, I actually just pushed myself to start watching before I started recording tonight because I'm recording here on a Thursday, but you're listening to this today. Friday, February 11th, 2022. So I pushed through four episodes and Orient is very fast paced, action oriented. It reminds me a lot of the early anime series like One Piece. But it, it, the story is there. There's a plot. There's determination between two guys who are like brothers to one another as they have a mission and a goal and a dream to complete a certain task. These guys working together, best friends, brothers, who want to accomplish a goal and who are there for one another. And twists and turns, they, they, they have to play off one another and support one another. And I think it's really good. I'm going to continue watching it. And I had... Surprisingly, this is number five, even though I liked it so much. So what's that say about the other four, huh, that are coming up? <laughs> Anyways, number four, going to be Doll's Frontline. When I originally started giving a little bit of an impression the past episode or two, I wasn't too confident with the show, and it dropped from my number one because this was the most anticipated that I was looking forward to, playing Girl's Frontline on mobile gaming. But... The story's actually there, and it's gotten better. Introduction of a commander that's a female, which is awesome. That's a nice taste, and the girls play off that with being having relations with her and whatnot. You get story from the actual gacha game, the mobile game, that's introduced in there, and I like it. Introduction of the, of the actual girls, the units aren't overwhelming where you get lost or tracked on who's this character or who's this girl or no they're introduced and there's quite a few of them that are already introduced but it's really cool to see the perspective of how they're sharing the story and i like it i really enjoy it and i'm going to continue as i wasn't sure if i was going to continue the series or not and we shall see i already know the story okay let me put that out there i played the game but I want to see what they unfold and how far they continue to take this with the series itself. All right. At number three, and I always say this wrong, Sabiko Bisco, the one with the big crab, basically, and Rust, which is that dust looking that, that collects on the skin and whatnot. It looks really 
intense. I love this show. It is super cool. I like it. It's got action. It's got a story. We are moving along. They're on a journey. They have a goal that they need to reach that affects other players in the game and other people that they care about. And I will continue watching this and their journey will keep on pushing forward. So yeah. All right, at number two, it's gonna be World Worlds and Harem. Now stop before you think just fan service. I'm gonna stop you right there. Yes, there's a lot of fan service in this. I mean, how can it not be when there's a virus that's basically killed 99% of the male population and they want them to reproduce? Yeah, fan service is gonna be thrown out there. And you can't miss it because they've shaded out areas that would be kind of censored. And I don't think it's totally nude or X or anything, but still, they don't want to show a panty shot or a bra shot or, or skin close to a nipple or whatnot. So I respect that. But there is an actual story there. And the underlining thing, again, non-spoiler related, is this virus, the MK virus, is being manipulated or was manipulated from the get-go why how and for what end that's the story and the mystery to be uncovered along the way he's gonna the protagonist is gonna have to figure out if he can solve or cure this disease but in the process he's gonna have to determine where he stands on his relations and be forced and pressured into mating and being available because it's his responsibility since there's not a lot of males to reproduce since there's so many females and not a lot of males but the underlying organization that's not really introduced right now it's it's kind of been put out there but the underlying things that are hidden and the agenda and changing out of people it's got mystery to it i mean it's got depth i mean yeah even though yes fan service there's a story. If you could get past the fan service, there's actually a story there. I mean, I like it. I really, really like it. I mean, yeah. And my number one winter 2022 anime that I will keep watching. And even when it's over, I will probably go back and rewatch it again because this drew my attention. And this was a wild card. I did not expect this. Okay, enough rambling. My Dress Up Darling. Yes, a lot of people on the internet, Twitter, the web have given this show praise and it deserves it hands down. Not spoiler related, My Dress Up Darling deals with cosplaying. An introvert meets an extrovert. The introvert is a high school guy. The extrovert is a high school girl. Of course, you can see where this is going. The guy helps the girl, cosplays helping to come out of his shell. She, on the other hand, appreciation for a talent that's underutilized and trying to break him out of his shell and become more social and whatnot, but also the understanding between the two and the kind of click that happens between them. Off and on, friendship, romance, wherever this may go, is very super cool. I love it a lot. I... I am looking forward when anime conventions are more prominent to see if any cosplayers out there will actually start dressing up um, in any of her cosplays or <laughs> cosplays that she's doing because 
she watches some pretty risque anime out there and the 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 cosplay she wants to do and has him do for her are just very unique tastes. Let's put it that way. Very fan service. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So yeah, I look forward to seeing how the series ends or where to take it up until the end of the first season. And this is top of my list. I give this a five stars right now. When I do a review, this is probably the first one I'm going to review and give it high praise because from the opening sequence, the OP to the ED to everything in between from each episode, it has held my attention. It has kept me laughing. It has taken me on the journey with them. It has made me applaud both him and her on their accomplishments and where they're going, trying to be high school students at the same time, trying to put themselves out there and focus on their talents and their abilities, but time managed wise with what they their responsibilities are. Um, him as a grandson and helping his, his grandfather out, excuse me, at the Hina doll shop and her wanting to do cosplays and be the social status at school that everyone looks up to. And I love that she just doesn't ignore him even around her friends. She just introduces him like nothing where other anime will showcase that there's an awkwardness. No, the only awkwardness is within him and not realizing that she sees him as a good friend and they have quite the adventure together. So yeah. So wrap up. My number one was My Dress Up Darling. After that, my number two was Worlds and Harem. My third choice was Subgai Bisco. My fourth choice was Doll's Frontline. Rounding out number five, which is also my favorite number if you didn't know that, is Orient Action Adventure. Number six, and these two I might actually drop, In the Land of Leadale. And last but not least, Love of Kill. But Love of Kill, I'm still going to try to watch again. I did stay. I only watched one episode. That's not fair. Usually there's a three-episode rule, and I will give it a couple more episodes I need to push myself to actually watch. But, yeah. So that's it. There are actually two others. Um, 86. I actually picked that one up, and I watched half of the season already, 10 episodes. Let me say one word. Intense. Yes, we have war movies. Yeah, we have anime war movies. We have mechas as well. But this one, I will compare to a band of brothers, a saving Private Ryan, where you have the effects of war. You have the idea of people, of a genocide, of an idea that went wrong. These are all topics that 86, in my opinion, kind of throws out there. And they're not afraid to do it. Yes, you have an, I call her an operator, um, Milize, who works with the 86, which is a division that is the liaison or the front line for her community, not having to actually be involved in the war with these creatures, these mechas, these robots. They put these 86 young adults to the front line to fight. Sorry if I'm studying here. I'm just trying to find the best word to actually describe it. Her situations in watching over them as their commander, even though she's not on the battlefield with them, all she is is just talking to them, monitoring them through a computer. That's really intense to see. And it, 
have topics of discussion regarding that where she is not involved with them. So why the hell does she care? And I'm not going really spoiler related, but I want to throw the topics, not all of them, out there because war is real. War leaves lasting impressions, mostly negative, that stay with people, soldiers who are involved with it. I come from a military family. I'm going to share this right now. My grandfather was in World War II and was a Silver Eagle recipient in that retrospect. Unfortunately, the stories that he could have shared with me because I was too young when he passed away are lost. And even when I talked to my father about it, they really didn't talk about that. It was something personal that he kept to himself and he just hid it. And I wish I had been older and I wish I would have been able to get that information as painful, I'm sure, as painful as it was, there is no sure. As painful as it was, they lost people daily, just like our Vietnam vets. That was a war we shouldn't have been in. I'm sorry I'm going off track here, but just the idea of war. If you're a military or a veteran, you understand what I'm saying. So 86 might hit real deep at home, but it's one of those that I plan to finish. I've really enjoyed. The episodes aren't too long. They're 23 episodes. Not episodes, 23 minutes each. Sorry about that. There are times when Milizay gets real whiny, but I like that only because it shows privilege when you're not exposed to the actual battlefield or being involved. You can make all the opinions, all the assumptions. You can try to be the hero by believing you are the best support and you're helping them out. And wham, the carpet can be pulled right from under your feet. You land right in your head. And guess what? Reality check. What you thought you're doing is very minuscule to the overall bigger picture of things. And I'll leave it as that. Sorry, I'm rambling on about 86, but I really do recommend it. It's an eye-opening, thought-provoking, war mecha anime. Yeah. Last but not least is Tribe 9. I have not yet watched this. I do want to watch it. I don't know what episode they're on. I'm pretty sure they're about halfway through four or five by now. But it's something that caught my attention. But I couldn't add nine shows to watch. That's just insane. And do the podcast and do other things like trying to stream on Twitch, which I'm sorry I have not consistently done. Yeah. And then keep up with my mobile gaming and everything else in between. So wrapping up, that is winter 2022 anime. And when we come back, we will go ahead and hit the not another news segment. And there's quite a bit to actually talk about this. Trying to rush through because we're going to have a lengthy segment at the end with the Crunchyroll Award. So be prepared for a long one this time around. I'll be right back, fam. And welcome back again as we hit the not another news segment here. I'm going to go ahead and start off with Demon Slayer. The Hinokami Chronicles is confirmed for a West release on a Nintendo Switch. What that means for North America and Europe is that on June 10th of this year, we will have access to this game. Sega confirmed the Switch version, which will contain all post-launch content. The six, yes you heard me, six new playable characters. New online missions 
rewarding Kimetsu points, and the balance changes to combat. Available both digitally and in physical forms for the Switch, expect to be able to purchase a launch edition of the game with a Kimetsu Academy unlockable character. Super Bowl 56 is making waves right now with Attack on Titan Season 4A, showcasing Aaron Yeager's Attack Titan standing at the Marty skyline as Rainer Braun is looking up towards him from the ground. Being this is NFL football though, Aaron is replaced with LA Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford, while Rainer is Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow. If you haven't seen the image, just do a Google search for it and look up the image. I think it's pretty badass looking. And props to anime getting some great exposure with the Super Bowl coming up. Now, Tales of Arise fans. No, I'm not talking right now about the anime series slated to be released as I posted on their Twitter account. Spirit Tale just recently posted pictures of upcoming toy figures, which included Shion from Tale series. What's so special about this particular character is what she is wearing. A special costume, the SW-EQ-02F, only available in-game through the Premium Costume Pack DLC, is a Bandai Namco licensed outfit that is going to be available on the actual toy figure to be released. Netflix, alongside partner Leiden Films, is creating a new anime series for a 1988 weekly Shonen Jump published manga in the genre of heavy metal and dark fantasy entitled Bastard. Centering around the adventures of one Dark Schneider, expect magic, sorcery, brutal and bloodthirsty anime that in 2010 was concluded engrossing a 27 volume span. Wow, that's quite a bit. A special voice cast show was featured on February 10th on YouTube that explains more about it. Hideo Kojima, a legend to the video game industry, as well as one Metal Gear Solid series, and recently, Death Stranding just started his own podcast. Available on Amazon Audio, the podcast titled Hideo Kojima's Radioverse is only available in Japan. The podcast will feature guests speaking on games and movies. The first guest will be Tubro, a Japanese gaming YouTube channel that just did a gameplay of recently released video game Dying Light 2. Focusing on movies now, or TV show in this aspect, The Continental, the spin-off series for the universe of John Wick, adds Katie McGrath, who played Lena Luthor from CW Supergirl, to their cast. This is in development. The special event miniseries that is produced by Lionsgate Television will feature three installments. For you fans of the movies already, looking forward to the miniseries, I'm very enthralled with talks about two assassins of the high table. Hansel and Gretel, played by Mark Musashi and Marina Mazeppa. On February 17th, less than a week away actually, The King of Fighters 15 will be released on Windows, PS4 and PS5, as well as Xbox Series X and S. But before its release though, SNK's official YouTube channel has been streaming a minute and 50 second special animated short introducing the main characters for KOF 15, directed by Masami Obadi. On February 7th, Jump Force ended content sales for the video game. 
shutdown of the online service for the game will proceed on August 24, 2022 at 6 p.m. PT time, meaning all online events, clan hangouts, even lobbies will cease to function. Bandai Namco US on their official Twitter account did send out a notice, but more importantly, a sincere thanks to its fan base for the support it had given the game. The World of Summoning, a new upcoming manga published by Kodansha USA, officially announced February the 6th on its Twitter account that the manga will be available. As of this recording, already available February the 9th on five platforms to read. Those being Amazon, Crunchyroll, Bookwalker, Azukai, and Isnail Comics. The manga is described as, in a world where mostly anything can be summoned by summoners, the needs and wants of the world are at one's fingertips. When a boy, Tokoyo, dreams of becoming a summoner, he travels to the summoning academy in Tokyo, but is met with disdain from a summoner judging him as a failure and never becoming one. Self-ambition and his dream pushes his young boy to bridge the gap between humanity and the summoned. Coming February 24th, fans of Eden Zero can rejoice, as I know I'm excited for this. As a mobile game, Eden Zero Pocket Galaxy, please don't judge me, I know I have a lot of mobile games. Available for iOS and Android, Eden Zero Pocket Galaxy will be released by Konami. Pre-registrations are still available on the iOS App Store, Google Play Store, as well as the English website online. In the game, be prepared to experience the key moments from the manga as well as an original story. Collect multiple costumes available, such as the Cyber Cosplay item, confirmed to be given to all players, playing at launch time, and more. For fans of the anime showing on Netflix outside Japan, with 25 episodes for Season 1, be ready because we will be receiving a second season, to be determined future dates, of course. A new action MORPG was announced by Square Enix titled Estab Life Unity Memories. A very ambitious concept as we learned along with the smartphone game, we will be receiving a TV anime series called Estab Life Great Escape, pending any title changes of course, scheduled to premiere on Plus Ultra on Fuji TV and affiliates. Outside Asia, we can look forward to the series on Crunchyroll. This April 2022 for Spring Anime 2022. But add a third factor, an anime movie for the series. Created by Code Geass creator Goro Taniguchi. The story centers of a distant future where our world population is declining and artificial intelligence AI has been developed to experiment in human diversification. No confirmation yet on announcements for a release date or further details at the moment. And onward we row, as that will be our last break for this podcast as we venture into not another video game segment. Catching you up on Punishing Grey Raven, I pulled from my A rank, newest support, Vera Rosin. Leveled her up as high as I could with the mats I had left because I burned quite a bit before purchasing her with Bianca Veritas and Lucia Lotus. Currently, my Rosin is being utilized as a DPS build with Bathlon as four slots for the memories and two Condolinas. I spent some monies <laughs> in making sure to get the signature weapon, Serial, 
Yes, fam, I went all in and maxed out the weapon with scoring three extra dupes for max capabilities and resonances. Currently, she is sitting at a battle power BP of 5841 at an SSS level, but I hope to have her in a 6K by the end of the weekend. Now, she is my highest power character on PGR over Bianca Veritas. In Alchemy Stars, Maiden in the Ruins is still currently running as I've cleared out most of the shop <laughs> minus the lower end boxes I no longer want the mats of. I didn't spend any personal monies this go around on the special events pass though to upgrade to the deluxe you know as the mats and rewards are just not enough to entice me to spend a few extra dollars on. I like the free Busy Beacon, excuse me, Busy Beacon Nadine skin. Thank you. But the Maggie outfit was meh for me. Now, as of this recording, there is a new event preview to unlock. Please be aware that on Valentine's Day, free goodies will be awarded to players logging in. I believe just for one day, so at least sign in and get some free Lamambar, a four-star Alice, Hedo limited edition avatar, and some dark chocolate affinity items. If still not enough, come back on the 15th and receive a one-star no, excuse me. Receive one of the star flares and one recharger pack too. Now, what I'm excited for is a new package for six star Serio's outfit, along with five of the special star flares. She's looking very domesticated and just at home from a long day at work wearing her cute little work badge. <laughs> yeah. Lastly, since opening up the section on Old Seal, I've been regularly logging in to work towards unlocking. Legendary Water Aurorian Regal. I'm working on the third tier steps completion as I have the fourth and fifth tiers to unlock and complete. I'm debating after this one who to complete and unlock next. I have Frostfire, Mythos, and Requiem. I know my Fire and Thunder team are lacking in power, but Mythos, the Forest, would be an awesome addition to my already rocking Forest team. Decisions, decisions. <laughs> Currently on Ark Nights, they're rerunning the event The Great Chief Returns, and let me tell you what a pleasure it is since I completed 90% of it the first time to go back now and just collect the currency event, auto-deploying my original roster I used and struggled with, now that they're higher levels too, and just clearing that event out and collecting mats and doing everything in between. But please, don't forget, in the store, the Coral Coast Fashion Line Limited Editions outfits are available for some of your favorite operators. Please go give them a check and see if you might want to get them before they're pulled from the store and you gotta wait another year or whenever they plan to release them. But I did pull on a headhunting banter for Calcit and I got an extra dupe which I was super happy about which unlocked her third slot for attack plus 25. So I happily took that. Now another mobile game Revived Witch I've put it on a standby right now, and I say that not because, well, time is a factor, but Heaven Burns Red recently released, and that's one of the reasons why I got ExpressVPN along with Sin Chronicles, since it's only available in the Japan store. Heaven Burns Red, I'm loving right now. Very heavy story driven, as I've only had one, one battle that I've had to kind of learn the basics but a lot of story but for me not knowing Japanese and yes I was originally learning this but 
I do want to go back and learn Japanese eventually. But I'm using the Google Translate camera to kind of decipher what I'm reading, and that's taking a lot of time, but I'm still enjoying it. Let me tell you my experience. I tried Knox. I tried Bluestacks. Both those guys failed me. After many attempts from installing from the JP store, I tried LD Player and I got it up and running. I was super happy. But then it crashed. And when I kept going back in the game, crash, 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 crash. Until finally, for some odd reason, my original troubles on my iPad for the game, for the quote unquote internet connection not establishing. Well, the internet connection fine decided to connect, and it's weird because I can do it with an Ethernet through my iPad, or I can do it wirelessly. Either way, it connects, but for some reason, their servers were having issues, I guess. It's connecting. I've gotten past a prologue. I've done a couple of gotchas. I'll happily report once I've gotten further into the game, but I'm enjoying the story. I'm enjoying the characters, and I'm enjoying the, de the decision-making. Now... I don't think the decision making is as intense as what we expect for Sin Chronicles coming up in March, but I still want to see how it plays out in the overall gist of this story here and where it continues on. Fam, I am really tempted right now to make the purchase for Dying Light 2. Y'all know me for being huge into zombie games. I mean, yeah, I want to purchase it. I just keep thinking though that I never really played Back for Blood right now and I have it sitting. I think I got the deluxe version too with the offers of free DLC. I I just don't like having to pug groups, a pickup groups basically on that game since there is no solo mode for a story. And I know on Dying Light 2 the solo mode is there. Decisions, decision on what to do, what to do. <laughs> But I have streamed Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel, the first game on our Twitch.tv page. I plan to continue, don't you worry. Well, if I make the investment for Dying Light 2, I'll definitely let you all know. But I did pick up a copy of Devil May Cry 5. That game holds some nostalgia for me and a buddy of mine who passed away two years ago. He was a brother to me. And certain games kind of hold that, so I'm not. I'm trying to say I'm not streaming that on Twitch.tv. Once I finish it, I may come back and do the nightmare level. But let's face it, there's too many games out there that I want to showcase, and I'm not really finishing. The only one I've done and finished on Twitch TV has been Doki Doki Literature Club, and go figure, a visual novel game. It was fun. All right, that finishes up the video game segment. Now. We're going to jump into the 6th Annual Crunchy Row Awards. As I sound awkward here, the 6th Annual Crunchy Row Awards. This was pre-recorded with me and Random Guy Wednesday night when during the day they did announce the winners and whatnot. So it's unedited, it's uncut, and it's raw. It's basically our banter. So we're going to end with that. But I just want to take a moment to say, please check out our social media on Twitter, at not another anime if you want to catch any of the video video logs for twitch.tv slash not another anime with an underscore at the end all one word together regardless i want to wish you all a wonderful weekend coming up to the ladies and to the gentlemen 
a happy Valentine's Day on Monday. As well, good luck to the Rams and the Bengals this Sunday at Super Bowl 56. I'm hoping that there's a commercial for some type of anime show, product, toy, whatever during this event. But regardless, y'all have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for listening to us. Don't go anywhere because the Crunchyroll Anime Awards will be at the end. But I just want to add this right now. Hey, fam, welcome back. This is Chivalrous, and I am joined by a random guy with a mic. Howdy. Whoop, whoop. And we are here to present the Crunchyroll 6th Annual Award Show that, well, wasn't really a show, to be honest. And that took me by surprise.、Um, so, what we, me and Random Guy wanted to do was just basically give our input and our feedback on who the winners were that Crunchyroll, you all who voted, And of course, the heavily weighted people who decided、uh, who the winners were. Sorry, what、uh, random guy?、Uh, the art of, because、um, I'm glad you brought us this point. I just remembered、uh, <laughs> when, it first, when it did this the first time, I think it was 2016.、Right? Uh huh. Yes, yes. And、um, because, because they had it so, because they had it just、uh, so the audience picked everything. When it first did it, the audience, like, The fans voted on it and it was just, it was just、um, Yuri on Ice. Five categories <laughs> and Yuri on Ice. I, I remember it so much because I actually watched it and it was so hilarious. Anime of the Year, Yuri on Ice. Best Romance, Yuri on Ice. Best Protagonist, Yuri on Ice. <laughs> and the live reaction of those people and the live reaction of the presenters, like after the fifth time, you just saw in their faces, like, what is going on here? <laughs> you know what's so funny is, I think I started listening to some of my first anime podcasts around that time, and I kept wondering why Yuri on Ice was such a big ordeal with everyone. <laughs> That was a topic of discussion, man. And I'm thinking, okay, yes, it, it has a good, a good romance, a good drama, a good story, but wow, why is it so heavy? Because, <laughs> like, Yeah, that's like why they changed it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, this year they'll have a lot more, yeah, a lot more variety, so to speak,、yeah. as yeah. far as winners and whatnot. I mean, you and I、yeah. have our own picks on who we thought should win and whatnot. So, why don't we get right down to it? And we're going to start with Anime of the Year, a random guy. There were six, well, not six categories, but there were six, what would you say, random guy? Six selections? Six picks? Yeah, yeah six categories. No, no, not categories. Six,、uh, six nominees. Thank, thank, you. thank you. There you go. That's perfect. Six nominees. Yeah, because we're going to be talking about the different categories. And you all, as an audience, can listen and follow along with us. So, for Anime of the Year Random Guy, we had six nominees. First one being 86. Second, Jujutsu Kaisen, The Core 2. Third was Ranking of Kings. Fourth, Was the final season part one of Attack on Titan? Fifth. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah,、I'm、definitely.、Sorry. I want to interrupt. I'm going to pull a, a, a Kanye interrupting the Taylor. But we all know. <laughs> like, we all know who was going to win. No, I, I man. No, to, we did not know. Did yes, Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu Kaisen is going to win. I didn't even have、yeah. to see it. Yeah. It's going to be Attack on Titan. Why?、Because、Yagori. Jujutsu Kaisen. I, I am a Yegerist, okay?、Megumi. I am a Yegerist. I am a proud Yegerist. The devil、Yegerist. dogs. <laughs> I am a proud Yegerist. 
Okay, we gonna have some war. We are gonna have <laughs> war in this place. <laughs> All right, number five was Odd Taxi, and the last but not least was number six, Sunny Boy. And random guy, let's go ahead and watch and see who our actual winner was. What did I tell you? I, I don't know because I'm still watching Hine. As she's presenting the award. Ah, uh, Attack on Titan Final Season Part 1 was Anime of the Year. Obviously. Good for them, man. Wow. Obviously. It's like saying water is wet, fire is hot, the sky is blue, Attack on Titan is Anime of the Year 2021. <laughs> it's like bloody obvious. Nice, man. Nice. That series, in has, or that series has really come a long ways, man. I mean, really. It's... Its story was good from the beginning, but where it went is really intense, dude. Have you already finished it by now? I uh, know. I haven't watched it. <laughs> you I'm got all quiet. Uh, nope. <laughs> I haven't actually watched it. I'm gonna like. I'm waiting to like the end when the second part is over, so I can take like five days off and watch everything all at once. Oh, wicked, man! Yeah, yep. I can see that. So you can get it all at once. All right. So why don't you take the next category? Go for a random guy. The next category is Best Animation, and the nominees are Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen, Miss Kobayashi Dragon S. And uh, just we have to pay our respect to Kyoto Animation. Uh, this is their first uh, showing since the tragedy of 2018. And uh, yes, uh, for Dragon S, let's uh, all just pay respects to the lives lost. Uh, the next category is Mushuko Tensei Reincarnation. I have no idea. What Jobless Reincarnation, yeah. Yeah, okay. By Studio the, Bind. The fuck is Studio Bind? The next one is Vivi <laughs> Flower Flow Florida. Vivi Florida, wait, no. Fluorite Eyes. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> and the next one. <laughs> Vivi Florida. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not Colgate or Crest, bro. It's Vivi <laughs> Fluorite. <laughs> and the last one is Wonder Egg Pri Priority by Studio uh, by Cloverworks. All right. And the winner is. Wait, who did you have as your pick, man? I went with Miss um, Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, man. Not because of the studio. I mean, my heart. Goes out to the families and whatnot, the lives that were lost. But just the series itself is cute. The dragons it's, it's made, very, yeah, very cute. Plus, I, they just had a sorry, sorry, random guy. They just had a collaboration that I've talked about on the podcast for quite a while now with Alchemy Stars, and I got everyone except Kana, the little short lolly. And yeah, I don't need lollies in my life. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, go on, bud. Uh, the one like. There's the one I know who's gonna win, and the people. There, there's the anime I know that's gonna win, and the anime I want to. I want to win. The anime I wanted to win was, um, Dragon Maid. Oh, nice. Ani we, agreed. I, we agreed. Yeah, yes, we agreed. Yes, we agreed. The anime I know that's gonna win is UFO Table. Like whatever UFO Table do does. Yes. Animation agreed. life, it's always good. And uh, Demon Slayer was already kick ass, so. Like I knew, like I, I, I knew, I know Demon Slayer is gonna win. Demon Slayer Demon... has just been everywhere, dude, on oh, yeah, social media has. and it the has. talks of the anime community and whatnot. Yes. You know the manga outsold finally, like I think last year, 
outsold One Piece. Like Ho- Demon Slayer. Holy smokes. No, I didn't I know. know. Demon Slayer outsold One Piece. Like, holy fucking shit, man. That wow. Mind blown. That is a blown. sign of the end times. Yeah. That is a sign of the end times right there. Well, I hope not, bro, because I still want to see more Demon Slayer, so. <laughs> <laughs> that is the sign of the end of the world. And the winner is... Wow. Who's who? Who the thunk it? Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer it is, man. (laughs) Yep. All right. Random guy, let's go to best opening sequence, or as we know, best OP. Start off with Attack on Titans Final Season Part 1. And please, I already apologize for my Japanese not being good at all. So, I still try. Boku no Sensui Shinsei Kabatechan. The next one was Vivid Vice Huya, the extended version for Jujutsu Kaisen. Third was Odd Taxi, Skirt and Pumpy. The fourth one was Yosobo, or excuse me, Kaibutsu Yosobi for B-Stars. The fifth was I, No Supreme, Fana, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. And last but not least, on number six, was Crybaby Official Heech Dandism for Tokyo Revengers. So, what was your pick on this one, random guy? I know what you're going to say, though. I honestly have no clue. I don't really watch anime openings. What? If you had to pick one, though, what would you pick? If I had to pick one... I want to say uh, Kobashi Dragon. Wait, what? You pass up your boys on AOT? Attack and Titan is about blood and vengeance. It's not about music. It's about fire and Okay, whoa, whoa. Pump your brakes, buddy, because weren't you the one who told me to stop everything on the last episode and go listen to the new OP? Yes. For Attack on Titan? And you're saying saying music isn't anything. I don't watch the OP in the anime. <laughs> I watch it on YouTube. I watch the OP by itself on YouTube. Yeah, but you're telling me to go listen to it. Now you're now you're being a contradiction to yourself by saying, "Yeah, music I, isn't I, anything." I'm random guy. <laughs> yes, I am random. I'm chaotic neutral. It's my bloody name. I'm random. Well, my vote goes with Jujutsu Kaisen, man. I love the series, and yes. So the winner is. Boku no Sensoi, Attack on Titan, Final Season, Part 1. Who would have dunk it? I wouldn't have. (laughs) Alrighty then, it is Best AED, Best Erectile Dysfunction. (laughs) That is quite an interesting category. Wow. (laughs) Best Ending Sequence. I don't even know where to begin on selecting the nominees for this one. (laughs) <laughs> and the nominees are Shogeki Yo. Oh no, that's the name of the show actually. And the nominees are Yo Yuko Ando, Attack on Titan. Yo Basiba. I don't know how to say that. Yo Adasobi. <laughs> Beasters. Lisa Demon Slayer. And uh, Ranono Rene Riona. Uh, Shadow House, Yuri, <laughs> Skate Infinity, okay, 
and um, Watashi, Watashi he, what Watashi? I do not know how to speak. Hey, random gab, gonna interrupt you real fast. Somewhere out there, listening to us is um, someone from the Japanese community, ready with their katana to slice off our tongues, man. Yeah, Katana said hi. Katana said hi, and they can kind of go fuck themselves. And the winner is. No, we do not say that, sir. The winner is. Demon Slayer. Oh, wow. Nice. I know. So, what is it? Like one to one right now? Yeah, I think so, actually. Holy shit. Yeah, holy shit, indeed. Look at these guys going head to head Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer. (laughs) All right. Now it's time for every girl's best boy. Me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And the nominees for this are. Dr. Stone, Season 2, Senku Ishigami. Nominee 2 from Odd Taxi, Orukawa. <laughs> Orukawa? <laughs> I'm sorry, but have you seen Odd Taxi? That's, that's really I mean, a stretch. Hey, I hey, I don't judge to right each now. their own. I mean, we come in all shapes, all sizes. Yeah. So much love, Orukawa. <laughs> I'm just saying the dad bod is in now, and like <laughs> Walrus is the extension of the dad bod. So obviously, man. <laughs> All right, number nominee number three from Tokyo Revengers, Ken Draken Ryuji. Number four from Hori Mia, Izumi Miyamuri. Oh, I said that completely wrong. Miyamuri. All right, number five from Ranking of Kings. Boiji. Oh, it's so cute, though. Yeah, no kidding. That was my selection was Boiji. Number six is Mikey from Tokyo Revengers, Manjiro Sano. And the winner of this one is... Oh, they have a cute little animation here. Winner for best boy. Come on, Hide. Give it to us. That's what she said. <laughs> Ranking of Kings, Bochi! Oh, Holy shit! Look at him walking and striding his stuff, man. <laughs> Respect, boy. Respect. Damn. Alright. It's time for the little boss to go to bed and the man, <laughs> the man of cultures, the Woo. man of cultures to come down. Lay it on us, buddy. For the best girls in anime, of the best mm-hmm. girl in anime. Hell yeah. <laughs> and the nominees are, the, I do not know how to say that bitch's name. Validina, Validini Lainey, whatever. Vladelina, Vladelina Milize. From 86. The chick from 86. How about that? Yeah, she's hot, man. No. Toru Honda from Fruits Basket's final season. Nah. Ah, No, 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 no. Toru, Toru, baby, you gotta win. No. Toru, Toru, man. No, no. Toru has to win. Toru. dude. Milize all the way. No, but Sakura 2.0 from Jujutsu Kaisen. (laughs) Sakura 2.0 from Jujutsu Kaisen. (laughs) Nobara Kugasaka? Nobara, yeah, that bitch, that chick's name. <laughs> Next. Uh, <laughs> Sarasa Watanabe from Kagekigo Shoujo. I have no idea. I have no idea oh, either. Komi, Komi, Kumi. See, Kumi. that's who that's who I thought you would have picked, man. Not 
Toru Honda. So me and Toru go way back, okay? She was like, um, Fruit Baskets was one of the first anime I really watched. Ah, you had an early crush on, on so that yeah, one. I had, okay. her, I, I had an early crush on Toru Honda. From I got you. I got you. And she did not deserve to be with that fucking cat boy. Fuck you, Kion. Fuck you. Hater, man. I hate him. You need some haterade out there or what? Fuck haterade. I just don't like Kion. <laughs> I don't like that she ended up with Kion. Like, ah. She should have gone with Yuki. Damn it. What's her last one? And I. Ohio Toe. From Wonder Egg Priority. All right. Chick with like the two eyes shit. <laughs> and the winner is no you winner for best girl. Gotta be kidding me! How? Why? Hold on, hold on! I'm not there. No Baru Kugisaki. Yeah. How? You know what? how? No, why? you know what though? The anime community really finds her hot, dude. They think she's super sexy, and I have nothing against her, but, yeah, I just don't see it. I really Man, don't. Like, I don't see it either. Like, yeah. I'm, I, 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 what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, congratulations, Sakura 2.0. You yeah, congratulations fun. indeed. I would have went with 86 Millisade, though, man. I, I know she can be whiny and whatnot, but she's, yeah, she's sexy, man. Mm. I would have gone with Tora Honda. Uh, you and your fruit basket, man. <laughs> Keep all your apples and oranges in one basket, sir. Anyways, going on next. Best score. First up, we have Hiroyuki Sawano and Kota Yamamoto from 86. Falling in number two from Megalobox 2, Mabanua. From Vivi Florite I Song, Satora Kosaka as our number three nominee. For number four, Demon Slayer, Yuki Kajura and Goshina. Uh, can we just say it from the names because I'm kind of terrified of pronouncing these. <laughs> you don't have to pronounce anything, my friend. Number five, Odd Taxi. That's why I'm doing the talking right now. Pun P, Vava, and OMSB. Last but not least, number six, Wonder Egg Priority. Dede Mouse and Mito. Now, okay. the winner for best score. Sorry, but what were you saying? I legit feel like you're like you're reading from Necronomicon when you pronounce this word. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, but so, I know I know I'm not even pronouncing them 100% correct. But uh, I I at least want to try. From the you got to give me a try. Yeah. Reading from Necronomicon. Neka neka hi, neka hi me ho, buddy. <laughs> All right, so the best score winner is, oh wow, Demon Slayer taking yes. one up on Attack on Titan there, three, three to two. Three to two. Yeah. <laughs> best uh, director. Is best director. Director, it's you, Yuchihiro Hayasa Hayashi from Attack on Titan. Cool. Son Goho Park from Jujutsu Kaisen. Yo. Son Goho Park? <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe. I think that's Korean, right? I believe so, yes. Yo Moriyama from Medela Bucks. Baku Kinoshita from Our Taxi. Nice. Shingo Natsume from Sunny Boy. And Shane Wakanabe. Uh-huh. 
wait, wait, no, it's not Shin Wakanabe. It's Shin Wakabayashi from One Day Egg Period. Wicked, dude. You said that great. <laughs> All right, and so who's our winner? Is the All Taxi Guy. Huh. Oh, wicked, man. Well, now, that's off, my dude. Let me ask you something. Have you actually watched anything of Odd Taxi? I actually saw um, one episode, Random Guy, and it was different. It, I didn't know it's what odd. to expect. I didn't know it's what to expect. Odd. Yeah. I mean, I watched Beastars, and I guess having those Animal Face Johnsons as the focal point of what to expect when it comes to that type of show. I kind of expected the same thing, but this was more of a a mellow type of sitcom. Yeah. It was like yeah. It was it was interesting. I mean, I'm still I still want to pick it up, but it wasn't on my to watch list, but I I at least wanted to familiarize myself with the series and it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like I need to binge this whole thing on one sitting. <laughs> I don't know. What's your opinion? Have you seen any of it? I've seen a few episodes of it. I'm waiting for it to come out dubbed because I... Oh, okay. Gotcha. I don't have the patience. Like, I prefer it sub, but right now in my life, I don't have the patience or the brain function to actually sit down and watch the sub anime. Yeah. So I'm waiting for it to come out dubbed and I watch it. I gotcha, man. I gotcha. All right. So what are we on? Best character design? I believe so. Okay, so the six nominees for Best Character Design from Jujutsu Kaisen, Tadashi, Hidamatsu. Number two nominee from Ranking of Kings, Atsuko Nozaki. Number three from Random Guy's Favorite Colgate, Vivi Flori Song. Let me try that again without all the burps and all that shit. Vivi Flori. Let me try that a third time. <laughs> <laughs> So it just it's kind of bad. I don't like it. All right, VV Flora I song. It's Ion Draw Flat Studio and Yushi Takahashi VV from Odd Taxi number four. Baku Kinoshita and Hiromi Nakayama from Skate the Infinity. Mishinori Shiba. Shiba, excuse me. Last but not least, the number six nominee from Wonder Egg Priority is Saki Takahashi. And for best character design, the winner was Tadashi Hiramatsu from Jujutsu Kaisen. Congratulations. Oh, for best won. character design. Wait, and did they win something else? Oh yeah, best girl. Huh, so that's two. Yeah, definitely so. But I mean, really, um, are you a fan of Jujutsu Kaisen, random guy? Eh, I could take or, it or leave it. Oh, really? You didn't like I, it that much? No, I watched the entire thing, and I, right. it was pretty cool, but it's like, it was it was nice. It was it was a nice show. I love the animation. Yeah. Like, I thought I the could, character designs were really cool from all the different monsters. You didn't have that much of a similarity in, no. in the demons and whatnot. They all yeah. were freaking different in, in a weird, unique way. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Okay, but like my main issue with Jujutsu Kaisen is the power doesn't make sense. Like, the how rank, so? Like, like the ranking system just doesn't make sense to me. Like, okay, and how everybody has different like the power structure of Jujutsu Kaisen doesn't make sense to me. Like, it's a special grade A, a special grade B, a special grade class A, B, and C. But like, 
what like it didn't I, I feel like they didn't do a good job and good enough job explaining it down and it just leaves a lot of vagaries here and there what i thought they explained and okay i can't recall right now but there is a scene i forget which episode it is where they're going to the school and their point of contact the suit guy who's helping them out the young students goes on and actually gives like a 30 second explanation for all the different special grades and basically explains like if this were this were a certain in real life a tank type of deal versus a gun versus I thought it was pretty self-explanatory maybe you missed that part I don't know but yeah he explained it pretty well I just feel like explaining it. I just feel like they didn't explain it well enough no, also, understood, like, man. Power, like, also, like, the how they got the powers makes no fucking sense. Like, each person has a different kind of power. Like, yes, there's no backstory on that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I knew. Okay. I agree. Let Anyways. Next is the best... Protagonist. Oh, best protagonist. And the nominations are Aaron Yeager, Aaron for the win. Aaron has to win it. Aaron, I am a Yeagerist. <laughs> Yuji Itadori from Jujutsu Kaisen. Woo! Okay. Joe from Medela Box. Okay, I actually watched Medela. No, no, no. I actually watched the show, um, like the grandpappy of all the boxing anime, and it's called uh-huh. uh, Arashino Joe. And holy shit, that show is fucking amazing. Like, What's Arashino- it called again? Arashino Ara- Joe? Arashino. Um, Arashino, be, uh, sorry. Let me just get the real name. Uh, yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. So funny, man. You have names like Aaron Yeager and Yuji Itadori to Joe. <laughs> just plain and simple, Joe. <laughs> yeah, it's Arashino Joe. It's like this is the grandpappy for all the books in sports anime. And like it, it a story... The, the the cinematography and the songs and yes I know I said songs weren't that important but like this show like I remember Joe like everybody out there just look up I remember Joe on YouTube and it will make you cry the scene wow okay yeah and I finally understand why a lot of bucks there are a lot of bucks in anime and. I'm just saying, if if an anime, if an anime can capture what a rational Joe captured, what it had, it had a, if an anime just guts one tenth of it, I, I would be a happy man. And let me, uh, where was I again? Oh yeah, the nominations for best protagonist. Yeah, best protagonist. Uh, <laughs> yes, Aaron best Yager, protagonist. Yuji Itadori, um, Joe from Mandela Box. Odokawa from Our Taxi, Boji from Ranking of Kings, and I Ohoto from One Night Egg Priority. I go for Boji. Eh. Best boy. Eh. Hey, did you actually watch um, uh, One Night Egg Priority? Because. Well, I actually watched a few episodes of it. It's pretty cool. It's it has a very interesting concept. It's just the hold ending. on, time out, bro. I'm not laughing at Wonder Egg Priority. Sorry, fam. Um, yeah, I've heard some good things about Wonder Egg Priority as a whole. I'm not too familiar with the series, and no, I haven't watched it yet. I'm laughing because I just saw who the best protagonist is. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead. But go on. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I watched it. I didn't finish it because I kind of lost interest, but 
It's pretty cool. And the winner for best protagonist is the dad bod. <laughs> the dad bod. <laughs> That's why I was laughing, man. I'm just saying, <laughs> hey, dad buds are in. Like the the this is the age of the dad bod, and this man captures it. Dude, he beat Aaron fucking Jaeger, dude. I mean, at this Damn. point in time. I, I mean, at this point in time, is Aaron really a protagonist? Damn. I wouldn't know because I haven't caught up yet. So don't, no spoilers. Yeah. And I'm kind of having a, a little conflict here because what? Whoa, buddy. Why is Aaron on both the protagonist and the antagonist list? <laughs> Do you really want to know the answer to that question? No, I don't. No, I'll have to okay. watch and find out. But yeah, that's I'm not sure. fair, dude. They should have given the slot to someone else. I'm just saying when it's starting to uh, rumble a bit. <laughs> Whoa, buddy. Whoa. Oh, God. It's All right. <laughs> My Man, let's go to the best, is, uh, best antagonist. All right, let's go. <laughs> My belly is starting to rumble. <laughs> and oh, the God. nominees for best antagonists are Attack on Titan Final Season Part 1, Aaron Yeager. Whoop. From Odd Taxi, Yano. Who is Yano, dude? I'm trying to think. I think he was a Yakuza guy. Oh, was it? He looks like a Yakuza guy. Oh, no. Huh. Someone out there is yelling at us who it is, but yeah, I can't think of who Yano is. Anyways, nominee number three. I know Oh. I know Suke Shindo from Skate the Infinity. Adam. Did anybody actually watch Skate Infinity? Like what the fuck is Dude, Skate Infinity? There's I'm sure there's someone out there who's watching it who's probably flicking you off right now because you just said okay, that. Okay, cool. What the yeah. fuck is the show about? Like I I Dude, it's about skating, it? dude. Oh, whoa, whoa. Now we're going to throw some blows, man. You're going to talk smack about my hockey show? The fuck is what? About hockey. Girls and hockey, bruh. Hockey. 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 You know the slapstick? You know they hit the little puck into a little yeah, little net? Yes. Okay, yeah. Cool. It's the yeah. same concept, dude. Skating. Skating's skating popular. and hockey are like two completely different things. Let's be honest. Nah, skating. respect to skating, dude. Sorry. I, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm an X Games yeah, enthusiast, so yeah, don't talk shit about it, man. See, <laughs> You're going to bring the wrong for... people on you, man. Awesome. Cool. I'm waiting for the day when we have a football anime. A true bully oh, man. football Come anime. Come on. You I'm want talking football? about American football anime, right? The full <laughs> I need there to be an American football anime. That Man, my cool. eyes have rolled so hard, random guy, that I think it just <laughs> fell out of my my sockets. Football. Are you for oh, real? <laughs> we have Super Bowl coming up, man. Super Bowl. Oh, oh God. The NFL what more do you want, dude? NFL Chan. Oh, hey. <laughs> what up? I'll let you have your moment. <laughs> NFL Chan. Uh, <laughs> Tom Brady Coon Oh god my sides Tom Brady Coon oh, You just Tom. bursted someone's eardrum right there bro <laughs> I'm sorry Oh god Tom Brady Coon NFL Chan uh, Hey oh, Speaking of NFL Did you see the, the What was it The advertisement they did um, Attack on Titan 
anime-ish style with the quarterbacks from the L.A. Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. That was pretty badass, dude. They used a scene where Aaron, Aaron's looking over the wall at, who was it? Um, looking over the wall at Reiner. And they used the face of one of them for Aaron and the other one for Reiner looking on and whatnot. It was pretty intense, dude. It was for Super Bowl 56. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me look it up right now. <laughs> yeah, go for it, dude. Yes, and I'll talk about it real quick. I mean, the fact that anime has gotten this much exposure, I mean, we've come a long ways all things considered, but to be at a Super Bowl representing anime, that's pretty huge, man, especially in advertisement. I thought, wow, that's pretty intense. <laughs> I was going to actually use it as a news article when I talked about the podcast, but yeah, I'll talk about it right now. That is pretty badass, actually. You're, you're seeing it? Yep. Yeah, that's, that's cool, man. <laughs> Whoever thought of that to do it, respect. Okie dokie. All right, anyways, moving forward. Best antagonist, number four, nominees, My Hero Academia. Hey, finally got something from My Hero, season five. Tomaru Shigaraki. Thank you. Um, from ReZero, Starting Life in Another World, season two, we have Echidna. Is that how you say that? Echidna? Echidna? Yeah, it's Echidna. Thank you, Echidna. She's hot, I think. <laughs> She will cut your dick up and shove it down your throat, my dude. Okay, even hotter, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Number six nominee, Tokyo Revengers, Teta Kisaki. All right, and the winner for best antagonist is... Aaron Yeager. Aaron Yeager. My belly is rumbling, baby. Congratulations, Aaron. I ate some beans and my belly is rumbling. (laughs) (laughs) Some people are going to get that joke. A lot of people aren't. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You're up, bud. Best fight scene. Best fight scene. And the categories are Aaron versus Warhammer Titan, Attack and Titan. Hell yeah. Oh, Naruto versus Nishiki. Oh, God, this was the one he loved. Oh, shit, should I say that? It's pretty, pretty <laughs> much a bitch spoiler. I, can't, I don't think I can say it. But um, let's just say after this fight, I was very, very sad. And Which one, Burrito? Yeah, the, yeah, the Burrito okay. the, the burrito one. It's yes. Burrito, not Burrito. It's Burrito? <laughs> burrito? <laughs> burrito, that's what I'm calling it. Chipotle? <laughs> yeah. It's, I, it's, it's burrito. It's like a... Not, it's not I like believe a you. I'm just having fun and play words, so... I know. Like, burrito is not a... It's not a good... It's not a good fool. It's not very feeling, but it's like an afternoon snack. That's what burrito is. A burrito. It's an afternoon snack. Says who, man? What do you put in your burritos? I stuff that stuff with proteins and avocado and... Mm. Have you seen how big I am? <laughs> Okay, the next one is Yuji Itadori and Ayo Tontodo versus Hanami. The next next one is Yuji Itadori and Sakura 2.0 versus Esso and Catch... What the fuck? What the fuck catch up? Yeah, catch up guy. <laughs> the last one is Alma versus Toru. And the last last one is Vivi versus Yogo Kak, Kakitani. <laughs> What? Whoa. Kakitani. Kakitani. From your fluoride. <laughs> oh, yeah. Huh. 
up. All right. All right. Who's our winner, fool? And the winner is Yuji Todori. Oh, hell yeah. The clapping fight. Uh, this was a clapping fight. You know, this was hell yeah, fight. it was. Yes, it was. It's like I, fighting a tree, a tree, tree type of mud type of demon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted the Naruto versus Ishkin fight to get because that that fight held legacy. Like, if you are a Naruto fan and you, if you are now, I think I would like every Naruto fan watched that fight because something really important happened, and then I, I don't feel like I, I can't spoil. It's a very, very big spoiler. But if you are a Naruto fan, you need to go watch that fight. You need to go watch from the beginning to end. It, it shouldn't matter how more, like what you what you think about Boruto because I personally don't like Boruto, but I still watch the fight. I still watch that episode. Hey, I like burritos, man. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> All right, next category is best romance. Best romance, and the nominees are from B Stars. Ah, Studio Orange. Ah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nominee two. Don't toy with me, Miss Nagatora. Ha! <laughs> Number three. Comey can't communicate from Studio I'm OLM. I'm not going to make a joke about that. Respect. Number four. Fruits Basket, the final season. Studio TMS Entertainment. I'm also not going to make a joke about that. <laughs> Number five nominee. Hori Mia Studio Cloverworks. Ha! It's, that show is stupid. I have not. I have known nothing about that Hori 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 Mia. It's about. I don't know like anything. Uh, no, actually, Hori Mia is one of the few animes that get relationship right. It's not about drama. It's about two people communicating with each other, expressing their feelings toward each other. So. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, it is. Huh? It's I have to give it a shot. Though. I'm looking at an image here, and it says Square Enix on it. I didn't know Square Enix was Squeenix was involved. <laughs> With Horomiya? Yes, yeah. Really? Yes, at copyright hero Dasuki Hagiwara or Hagiara, Square Enix Horimiya project. Wow. Uh, okay. Anyways, nominee six is the Duke of Death and his maid, Studio ah. JC Staff. If it busted not, she dies. <laughs> Whoa, spoiler alert. <laughs> if it busted not, she dies. Literally true. Right. Like, the guy kills everybody he touches, so it's like, yeah. Yeah, another one of those I had known nothing about, random guy. Never even heard of the De Duke of Death and his maid. <laughs> yeah, it's a stupid show. All right, and the winner for Best Romance is... Oh, look at this, Hori Mia. You're a romance. Communication. Communication wins. That is a sign, people. Communication wins. Oh, just, no. Have sex. <laughs> a lot of sex. Like, a lot of sex. That usually works. All Go right. on, brother. Best drama. Best drama. And the nominations are 86, the Holocaust anime. Hell yeah. Fruit baskets. Oh, fruit baskets. Oh, Toru, 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 Toru. I love <laughs> you. Um, Kageki Shoujo. Okay. Our Taxi. Once again, okay. To Your Eternity. And Wonder Egg Priority. See, okay. 
the one I, the one I really really wanted to win is Wonder Egg Parade. Same here, man. Yeah, it's a it's beautifully animated, and aside from the ending, it's a really really good show and really touches on very powerful topics. Yes. But I know it's not gonna win because that ending kind of sh- kind of just shit on the entire thing. So, Damn. Uh, the winner that is bad. to you to your eternity. Hot damn. Studio Brains Base. <laughs> awesome. I have no idea what that show is about. Best action. And, hey, Studio Brains Base? That's an interesting name, man. <laughs> yeah. I prefer Base. Pink Pineapple. I prefer <laughs> Pink Pineapple. All right. Best action, buddy. The nominees for this one are Attack on Titan Final Season Part Obviously. 1 by Studio Mappa. Obviously. Another Studio Mappa, nominee two, Jujutsu Kaisen. Third up on the nominees, Vivi, Fluorite Eye Song by Studio Wit Studio. Fourth up, Flow Rider indeed. Demon Slayer is our fourth nominee by Studio UFO Table. Fifth nominee up, SSSS Dynazenon by Studio Trigger. And last but not least... Our sleeper, Wonder Egg Priority by Studio Cloverworks. Any picks on that one, random guy? You're probably going to go for Wonder Egg, huh? Uh, it's for best action? Yes, best action, but... Um, Demon Slayer or Attack on Titan? Oh, screw you, man. Jujutsu Kaisen all the way. <laughs> all right. And the best action winner is... Hell yeah! Jujutsu Kaisen! <laughs> okay. Yeah. Congrats. All right, buddy. The next is Best Fantasy, and the nominees are Maho Shoujo, wait, no, Moshoku <laughs> Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation, Ranking of Kings, That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, Part 2, The Case Study of Venti- Venitasa, Venitas, Ven- Vanitas. Yeah, you said it right, Venitas. To your eternity and wonder and wonder egg priority. Now, yeah, I had no pick on that one, dude. That uh, I was know, uh, all uh, over the place. I think it's either gonna be Mushoku Tensei or that's our slime because those are the only two that are really heavy fantasy. Yeah, and true. Very true. The winner is yeah slime. Oh wow! Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was, it's like it was, it was really good actually. I haven't actually seen season two, but I hear it's pretty good. Yeah, I I finished season one, but just got to a point where he was OP, and I don't know. It kind of felt like Overlord, but on a lesser scale than Overlord being OP. And I don't know. I just lost interest. You it, heard there's it, gonna be an Overlord season four coming soon. I did, and I'm hyped about effing time. I talked about it in one of the episodes, dude. I'm hoping that... Okay, this is a side note, everyone. I'm hoping, random guy, that one of his guildmates is in the game and has been quiet this whole time and comes after him in the form of a hero. Because only his guildmates were as OP as he was and had access to some of the weapons that were legendary and whatnot that could, you know nullify what the weapons he had and whatnot in his in his bank 
I think that'd be pretty badass. Because other than that, I don't know where else they're going to take the story. I mean, do you really want to see more romance between this him and the Spider Girl and what's her name? And yeah, Shoutia. Yeah. So she's in a Spider Girl. She's a succubus. <laughs> okay, succubus. My bad. And then the little lolly who likes him. That's like, yeah, no. That got weird. No, 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 no. no. The the little girl. They they look like the little kids, even though they're not. The two twins. Oh, those are druids. Yeah, I'm just like that. That was weird. But that appealed to the lolly fans, so I'm just like, okay, whatever. I mean. Oh, the cross-dressing ones. One that's the guy's dressed like a girl, and the girl's dressed like a guy. Yes, right on the nail. All right, moving forward. Let's go into best comedy for random guy. Best comedy. We have six nominees. First with Miss Nagatori. Don't toy with me. Ha! Don't peg me, Miss Nagatoro. <laughs> Second up, your favorite, Comey Can't Communicate. Oh, Comey. Third up, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Fourth nominee, Heaven's Design. I have no idea what that one is. Oh, it's, a pre- it's a pretty good show. Like, um, I don't know why it's here. Though. It's a pretty funny show. It's a decent show. Okay, nice. Fifth nominee, Life Lessons with Udamichi Onisan. Yeah. And sixth nominee, Odd Taxi. No, Odd Taxi right. is not going to win. It's the best <laughs> comedy. It's best comedy, right? Yes. No, Odd Taxi isn't going to win. Okay, our winner for the best comedy category is going to be... Oh, look at this random guy. Comey can't communicate. You. Yeah, it's Comey. Nice. I wonder how long it's going to take to decide making an entire about it. I don't know. These are the important questions, guys. <laughs> All right. Go on, buddy. Best, best film. film. Uh, the nominations are... Oh, fuck. I wanted to go see that in the movies. Bell? Yeah, Bell. That. Yeah, same here, dude. I missed out on that. Oh, Evangelion. Oh, Evangelion. Thank you, Jeff Bezos. I hate you, you, uh, Lex Luthor-looking motherfucker. Thank you <laughs> for bringing this show to um, Amazon Prime. Thank you. Um, Demon Slayer, the train one, uh, Joe City Tiger and the Fish, Shiro Boroko, the movie, Wad Bubble like Soda Pop. Yeah, this one I think I picked Bell because... I picked Evangelion. All right, who's the winner then? Oh, what the fuck? How? Why? <laughs> no, god damn it. What? Demon Slayer. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Evangelion has history. Like, it, Oh, like, wow. The, re- like, the redo series have been like, they've been like, the, fuck me, I can't, I can't remember. Right now. What the fuck? Random the, guy, the yeah. time of the meccas are over, my friend. No, like Evangelion, <laughs> the redo series have been going on since like 2008. And the final movie, and how he just wrapped up everything, and how Shinji finally is fucking okay. Like, how Shinji. Oh, god damn it. Demon Slayer, what the fuck, guys? Holy shit. Take a shot. Take a shot, random guy. Cool down, man. Cool down. What a dipshit who voted for this bullshit. (laughs) All right, now we have our last two categories for best VA performance in Japanese. First up, we have. Ayane Sakura, Gabi Braun, Attack on Titan, Final Gabi! Season Part 1. 
Kiyoshi Kobayashi Daisuke Yigen from Lupin the Third, Part Six. The third nominee, Ayo Yuki Komoko. So I'm a spider. So what? Fourth on the list, Aaron Yeager's Yuki Kaji. Attack on Titan. Takakai! Takakai! <laughs> Number five nominee from Odd Taxi, Natsuki Haini, Orikawa. And last but not least from Wonder Egg Priority, Kanata Aikawa, Ai Oto. All right. And any favorites here? You have two from Attack on Titan, I see here, Random Takakai. Guy. Takakai! Tatakai, fight, fight. <laughs> All right, and our VA performance Japanese winner is Yuki Kaji, Aaron Yeager. Woo, congratulations, man. Wait, wait, Yuki's a, uh, Aaron Yeager is both by a lady? <laughs> Seriously, hold on, let me check this out, what? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit on a stick. Oh, Not okay. a lady, buddy. Yeah, he's a he. Like, <laughs> his name is Yuki, dude, but like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. You just insulted so many people, man. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm sorry, but Yuki is really the really feminine sounding name. Like, I hear Yuki and I'm thinking. Hey, that's like Tracy, dude. And there are some guys who, who, who sport the name Tracy. Tracy is so, a guy's name. No, it's a girl's name, no, buddy. No, Tracy is a guy's name. No, I, it's I, a girl. Met, it's I, always I, been a girl's name. So, I've yeah. Met, I've met some Tracy Jones. Wait. How about Kelly? Mm, okay. <laughs> there, are, I've known some guys who were named Kelly, man. Well, what yeah. about Tracy Jones from TMNT? <laughs> That badass, I won't even talk shit about, dude. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Go on, bud. Best voice actor for the male. Me- and our actor. final category of the night, dude. English. Best English voice actor. Woo-hoo. It's uh, Brittany Cox. <laughs> Cox. <laughs> <laughs> Fiona from uh, Fiona Pride Princess. Laura Bell. Oh, baby girl. Total baby. I. Ah. Hey, you just butchered your name. Laura Bailey, bro. I wasn't done yet. Laura Bailey. Laura. Laura uh, <laughs> she ain't Laura <laughs> Croft. <laughs> um, Adam McOtter. Adam McOtter. Yuji Tadori. Yeah, yeah. World. Um, Skate Infinity. Okay. Uh, Matt Shipman. Uh, Skate Infinity. And Which you said again. <laughs> there we go. Anais, 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 Holy win? shit! Seriously? They gotta win! Skate the Infinity! Okay. What David Wald. Woo! What the fuck is this show about? <laughs> Look it up, my friend. Look it up. Uh, no, I have. Well, the... why you look it up? That was really fun, man. I had fun doing that. 
I wish there would have been more of a show to follow along with, but hey, announcing the winners that have already been announced since 9 a.m. PST time this morning, Pacific Standard, is not bad. True, true, very true. Yeah. So, yeah, it's about skateboarding, bro. Yeah, I'm not going to look it up. I have a limited amount of brain cells, so I really don't want to waste that. It's about downhill skateboarding. It's a downhill skateboarding race called the S. What? Okay. Help me out here, fam. There is a sport. It's European. I remember there's a video game based on it where you're you're not skating, but you're like on a board and you're on your back. It's kind of like the luge during the Winter Olympics that's going on right now. But you're on a board and you're on a road. And you're trying to come, trying to control your board on the road, and you're going under cars oh, and trucks. Yeah, I know that one. It's like from uh, it's from Malcolm in the Middle. What was the name? What What's the name of the sport? It has a specific name. I can't think of it. But anyways, that's that's what this reminded me of. Downhill skateboarding. I was like, holy shit, that's pretty badass. Eh? <clears throat> anyways, I, random guy. I had fun going over this with you, man. So did this was I. fun. Yes. I, I can't believe Fruit Baskets didn't win a single fucking award. Aww, a teardrop coming from my eye, bro. <laughs> okay. Attack on Titan won, so you should be happy, even though Demon Slayer put them to shame. It's not about the Titans yeah, anymore. You know it's about I the demons. I think Demon Slayer is way too popular right now because how the fuck does Demon Slayer beat Evangelion? Like, that is... I, I crossed the line. Like, Demon Slayer could have whatever he wanted. He wanted to win Best Anime. Fuck it, why not? But you can't <laughs> have it beat even fucking Galleon. Like, who who made the decision? Who who was smoking crack? Who was smoking pipe? Who, who was uh, who was trying to get into Nezuko's pants? That's what the fans have spoken, random guy. The time of the mechas are over. The time, uh, of, the ti- the time of the titans are here, buddy. Yeah, I know. I like that show actually. I actually, I've actually binged halfway through it. I'm gonna talk about it on the podcast, but I really liked it. It's really cool. It's got a lot of deep themes to it, man. I didn't expect this to come out in an anime where it feels like Band of Brothers or um, Saving Private Ryan, where it's where it's wartime and you talk about PTSD and topics of genocide and people being expendable, collateral damage. It's got a lot of topics in there. It's deep, man. I'm only halfway through. It's very, very deep. I haven't seen it, though. Yeah. Definitely worth a watch, man, if you have some time. They're only only 23-minute episodes each, so it goes by pretty quick. But unfortunately, the season's like 20 episodes long. Ugh. I wish I would have done only 12 or so, but take what we get, right? Yep, 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 yep. Anyways, well, random guy, let's go ahead and wrap this up, man. Thank you very much for joining me. I had fun doing this with you. So did I. See you next time if I remember to actually record my streak.